0: Hi guys, it's Connor here. Just a quick note before we kick into this part two of the Shane Monahan conversation episode. A uh, quick one, just to say thank you very much to everybody who has been listening to the podcast. Uh, the numbers are rising every episode, slowly but surely. But it's it's just really encouraging for us, for Charlie and I, to to see that sort of engagement and to see the audience growing week by week, month by month. Uh, so, yeah, thank you very much. Really appreciate you guys taking the time uh, to put the podcast on. And I hope you keep enjoying it, because it's the more you enjoy it, the more we'll keep producing it. So without speaking any more, I just want to say thanks again. Really appreciate the feedback, all the support and your time for listening to the what we see podcast hope you enjoy this part two of the Shane Monahan conversation uh I think Beth really comes into her own in this one as she sort of navigates the rugby chat navigates away from the rugby chat into the more interesting conversation topics so hope you enjoy it and I'll speak to you soon thank you Welcome back to episode, I don't know what we're on now. It could be five. Bonus.
1: Four B. Four Bonus B. episode.
0: <laughs> Bonus episode, yes. So we're keeping the conversation going here with Shane Monahan, the founder and CEO of Lemur, Lemur Enterprises. Uh, I think yeah, well, it, it, it was... No, the one
2: I was looking for, actually.
0: Lemur you know, Limited. I'll go back to the movies, is uh, Monocorp. It was the one I wanted, but
2: <laughs> someone has it already, unfortunately. As in Shane Monaghan, <laughs> so nickname Mono, yeah. Uh, podcast Mono e Mono. Mono y Mono yeah also
0: one to check out also, it's amazing the amount
2: of people that don't get that like most you know Irish people are like oh geez, that's brilliant that's, you know, that's funny and Mono we like oh, what what does that mean well, I don't get it
0: you know oh the, the, the pun on your name yeah the Mono y Mono they've yeah. never heard the, the, the yeah they've yeah. never heard the uh, one on one they've
2: never heard it before you know
1: so there you go
0: sorry no <laughs> go. that's ugly yeah so we've discussed we've introduced Lemur and gone into the Creation of Lemur as an audio platform, Shane's vision for Lemur, uh, you know, the genesis of the idea, where it came from and where it is today, and where it can potentially go. And it's massively exciting. And you know, stuff I you know, there's gonna be applications for this that we haven't even thought about today. You know, as technology moves on, I'm sure it'll open up, continue to open up more and more opportunities to apply the technology that Lemur has created, the data that Lemur is gathering. And generating all the time, so it's it is huge. So you're in the cusp of this. You're in the middle of this. You know, whatever it it's a startup world you're in. You're out there raising money. You're living the, and breathing the life of a startup founder, which is all consuming, all demanding. How does your brain ever? Speak? You're always doing these promotional. Either if you're talking to me, someone else, you're pitching your slide deck, which you did beforehand. What is life as a CEO yeah. of a startup like?
2: <laughs> we, we touched. We touched on this just before. Mm. I have to stop myself sometimes talking about Lemur I literally have to say, don't talk about Leamer here because I every conversation I have, someone says, "This is the thing anyone can use it." So the market is unlimited. Mm. Mm. I meet someone who owns a flower fact, a flower shop, or someone who runs a, a CEO of a, of a bank they can both use it mm. so I was like oh yeah it? and it's like it's sometimes it's like not everyone is as passionate or want to know about it they don't understand they don't mm. care and, and that's um, that's that's a common theme I think about anyone who has a vision or a passion for something that they want to mm. achieve and same thing you know you, you look at the people at the pinnacle of what they do like Johnny Wilkinson mm. you know when he was he, all he did was kick kick mm-hmm. kick Mm. rugby 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 and that's why he was what he was mm. and I, I think that's that's what you have to have and it's not being forced it's just literally that's mm. it is my life now mm. that is it but is, it, that's is th- the
1: question are you do you ever get tired of talking, no. talking about it no yeah and I think that comes back to vision and purpose as well
2: yeah yeah definitely mm. yeah no it's it's the only the only thing I would um the only negative really I have in encountering along it is is frustration that's the only yeah. um, speed and speed of, it's not a lack of belief or anything to do with that um it's literally just frustration that uh i want to get the money sooner so i can keep building this thing because mm. it's happen. Yeah. yeah and so you're in the middle of this hustle yeah
0: and like this hustle culture this gary v world you know it's all you gotta keep hustling you're trying to get more money in to build a vision you know you're 24-7 you're always on but you know what are you missing out on and what are you sacrificing and is is the sacrifice worth it in your opinion
2: Um I've been here before mm. so I've experienced with this I've done this before in rugby mm. and you know at the time people like oh you're sacrificing it. and to me I said I'm not sacrificing so I'm not going out on a Friday night mm. I'm training and I'm playing on a Saturday mm. because the vision is to play for Ireland I want to be professional and that's what I want to do it's not mm. a sacrifice for me yeah. it's just my life and that's what people often say in the fitness thing you know mm. don't do a diet because that's only short term do a lifestyle Yeah, mm. you know and that's the same thing with this it is my life it's what I do every day it's all I want to do And in order to make something like this happen, you have to have one hundred percent belief in Mm. it. Because if I don't have one hundred percent belief, no one else will. Yeah, Mm. how
1: can you expect somebody else to? Yeah,
2: Yeah.
0: to hand over their money,
2: and that's it. Mm. and the 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 hustle thing and like uh, certain phrases. I don't know. I'm going to try and trademark it. I'm going to claim this one. I'm sure someone has said it before, but I'm going to. I'm going to. My experience with Lemur raising money in business, it's easy to sell the truth. Mm. You know, mm. I like it. It's very good. Yeah. yeah. And that's it, and so this is the truth guys. This mm. is factual, mm. yeah. so invest now, and you don't want me to be the guy who didn't invest in Facebook or Instagram, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, and that is the situation we're in. You
0: don't want to be the record label that turns on the Beatles.
2: This is it. And this is what, uh, you know, um, tying into the, in the previous chat, I said my pitch is getting easier. Mm because as much as I have my belief and I'm 100% this is happening, mm. don't take my word for it. Look at the world and what's yeah. happening. Yeah. Yeah. It's just backing up everything I've been saying. Mm. And again, another guy I uh, met with recently, I spoke about two years ago about this again on board. and He was, he was very keen to, to do it, and then again, the it didn't happen or whatever, and then uh, I spoke to him again recently. He says, if I play he said this was gonna happen two years ago. Mm. You must be proud. Mm. you know uh, I'm very excited and that's great to get that feedback yeah you know validation validation you know but again it's it builds confidence it drives you even further it's momentum yeah but it's validation but again it's just the there's still so much yeah yeah. to go um, but it just helps but no
1: matter what stage you're at there's going to be so much further to go there's always
0: always more always 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 more yeah Yeah. 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 So, um, so you think you've done this before you've gone through the professional ranks in rugby, an incredibly hard industry to make it and sustain a career, which you did. So you 100% attribute your sort of discipline, your work ethic as a pro athlete. You're applying that to life now. Yes. And with pro rugby comes setbacks. Yeah. You get injured, you don't get picked. You must be getting rejected from investors Every month, every day of the week. Yeah, we've had a lot. Yeah. It's how do you how do you deal with the setbacks? Is it again? The okay, same?
2: thanks very much. Next, <laughs> uh, and that's that's all you can do, and mm. and it is like with the rugby, as I said, have had so many setbacks in that career, like, turn peaks, and troughs. Massive, more, way more disappointments than than you know, good times and mm. stuff like that. But when you have the good times, there's where all the bad times. Yeah, mm. you know, and but it, it gives you a resilience um it gives you resilience mentally but the, the other stuff that comes out of rugby as well is you understand to get anything takes a lot of blood sweat and tears Yeah. and even if you do give 100 percent every day there's no guarantee mm. and that's why i i actually find what i'm doing now as an entrepreneur i don't want to say it's easier but it is easier
0: mm. because
2: there's so much more options yeah, and mm. if someone says no, you can always find someone who says yes. But when you're a professional rugby player, if you don't get a contract, there's what twenty teams. Yeah, and there's only so many scarcity yeah. scarcity. Yeah, and that's and and I'm in control of my own destiny, whereas when you're a professional athlete, it's it's literally comes down to personalities. I think he's a good player. I think he's shit. That's that's. Yes, it's an opinion. It's subjective. Opinion. Yeah. subjective you'll vision, have all the, coach. The, all the metrics.
0: Yeah, your, what, what you can do in the gym and stuff for what's your try scoring yeah. ratio. And but at the end of the day, it is. A, as you say, you can
2: go with those metrics, and some guy. No, I still want to go with this guy here. Unless, yeah. unless My you're money ball.
1: tells me it's this yeah.
2: guy. Unless you're Moneyball, yeah. But mm. even that, right? Okay. People say that there's, there's, there's still intangibles. You mm. can't, you know, heart or mm. this. That's something that's very difficult to quantify. Yeah you know what I mean um, and that's the same that quali- that crosses over into and things I found that there's guys I'm dealing with here like lads who are a lot older than me so successful in business like they're asking me advice and mm-hmm. asking me questions because I suppose one thing I'm very lucky to have done the industry is, is that I've worked with someone the most I suppose worked, played with is a better word and being exposed to yeah. some of the greatest leaders you've ever come across.
0: Go and drop a few names?
2: Uh, well, great though you know I never got to play with Brian Driscoll, but um, seeing him in training, even as a, you know, but he is an inspiration. And like he's an obvious choice mm-hmm. in terms of 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 everyone knows him. But so many other players around mm. uh, around the camp, and what the you know it's not always skill set that makes a great leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, personality and presence and stuff like like a perfect example is that my first season in Gloucester, our team captain was Jim Hamilton. Like, Jim, he had an unbelievable career, but you ask anyone in terms Say
0: any of... saying Jim with a poor skill set, man. I'm not a fellow he's fellow podcaster uh, I, I, here on, the, not, on the Rugby not, pod.
2: Um, what was it? What, what it um, I think someone obviously called Andy Good that. <laughs> but, but Jim, right, you, you look at, like, Jim and Brad Thor maybe. Yeah. You know, and if you're... But Jim Hamilton, like, first year in Gloucester, his, he was the captain, but what he brought to the table... Like, he was listening, he was a great player. He was solid player and all that, but it wasn't his ability. It was everything else around mm. his mm. leadership skills. Are just, mm. you know, great fun. Mm. Everyone liked John, Jim. Great personality. Great guy at easing new people, making them feel part of a team. Mm. Very important. You know. Yeah, you know, mm. I said that, that's why he loved for the he'd laugh and twenty four seven when you're in that mm. dressing room. Mm-hmm. But when mm. it came down to the serious talk, everyone stopped and they listened. Yeah, and they respected him. And you know, learning that, and then you know, other guys like uh, James Simpson, Daniel, mm. Simbad. In my opinion, my personal best player I ever played with. You know, I said I never played with Brian, but I uh, I got to play with Simbad a, a lot, mm. and uh, became very good friends with him. And um, you know what he brought to the table was you know another athletic ability and skill set. Like some of the stuff we didn't train, and you'd be like, mm. hell. <laughs> you know, uh, that's just faint fe- that
0: try he, uh, against barbarians. Yeah,
2: again, like, you know, a but, guy should have had, I don't know, hundreds and hundreds of half for England. You know? Yeah, he didn't have a massive man, no, did he? No, it was a combination of, I suppose, politics again. Wasn't the right ah, was t- timing as timing well, well you know, injuries. There's all that kind of stuff yeah. as well. But, you know, what he and but, like, Sinbad wasn't a roar or a shouter, or mm. he was kind of like, he come in and, you know, was quite softly spoken guy, but anything he said. Mm. You know, less is more. Mm. You know, it People was paid the, attention. that paid attention. I was mm. the right when he said, it says, yes, yeah, makes sense." Yeah, you know, um, all that kind of stuff mm. that I brought with me, and uh, and then you know, you do that. The hard work thing is is a massive, massive thing as well. Like this, I'd rather do this any day of the week than you know get flogged doing, doing. Could
0: you not see yourself you know, out in an office environment like we are here, Shane?
2: What, no? As a,
0: another drone, it
2: wouldn't be for me.
1: The question have you ever worked in an office? Uh,
2: no. No. No, I haven't. I've, um, as I said, working with my dad yeah. in the shop. I did work, I wanted to, I worked in a butcher's one Christmas. I had this idea where I wanted to be a butcher at one time and never again. It
1: would suit your look. Uh,
2: do you think so? Yeah. 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 Um, uh, the big
0: yes. bloody apron. Yeah, Good go with go <laughs> you know? go the knife. yeah, yeah. exactly.
2: Uh, what is it? Pollen and turkeys experience yeah. that I nah. said nah, not for me mm. but um, I actually when, and and this is the thing coming back to vision in, in, in Lima about vision in life I was lucky in that I knew what I wanted to do very very early on mm. so I made a conscious decision when I was 12 going into first year I want to be a professional rugby player or join the cadets in the army
3: mm.
2: okay. and it's I get the rugby. Obviously, the kids. I the rugby doesn't going to do the year. Mm. And uh, they did a brilliant thing in uh, St. Oliver's Community College, Drouhard, is where I went to secondary school. When you go in as a first year, they record you and go, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" Oh gosh! And then they play it for you in sixth six year. That's You're very able. good. And. Did you say that? I said that. Yeah, that's what I. And
1: wanted. did the cadets piece still hold true, or was that long gone out the window? And it no, yeah, definitely. Yeah.
2: no, no. Rugby was because it was going the way I wanted to go with rugby, and that's what I wanted to do. But the yeah. cadets thing, yeah, I wanted to uh, join the army. Uh, Jeez. Military. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, there's a lot to be said for yeah having that single vision mindset. Yeah, know, it's, it makes it easier because that's
2: they the big issue they have now. Just like kids don't know what they're going to do. I still
0: don't know what I want to do.
2: Yeah. So
0: really, but um, it makes it different. Yeah, for you,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. Like On it. that exact topic, folks, reading Shoe Dog by Phil Knight yeah. created Nike uh-huh. or Nike. Suddenly just American. To
0: just in case, uh, it's right. Do you have to be somewhere, Shane? No,
2: no, no. Uh, sure, I'm just unconscious that
0: uh, someone's gonna ring you. Yeah,
2: it's take it,
0: take it off, and we'll show But just
1: so, so what Beth, you were you're, saying you're, there? You're
0: reading Shoe Dog.
1: Shoe Dog, yeah. Who is the founder of Nike? Very first quote at the beginning of the book: "In the beginner's mind, there are many possibilities, but in the expert's mind, there are few."
2: Sorry, say basically that again. What you just said. <laughs> Sorry, I got text there.
1: In the beginner's mind, there are many possibilities, but in the expert's mind, there are few. Yeah, basically just what you said. Makes you it go. simple.
0: There you go. It
2: does. It just uh, makes.
0: And it's a bit like your. Th- I was listening last night to the cast you had with your neighbour, the golfer. Yes. And he had the exact same mindset. So he was a young lad, he was playing a number of different sports. I think at fifteen he said, I'm going to be a golfer, a pro golfer. Yeah. And that or thirteen I think he was. Yeah. And he said right, he was playing GAA, he was playing rugby, he was playing yeah. soccer or whatever, and he said, I'm just gonna focus on the golf. Mm. I'm gonna be a golfer. And now he's in a golf sc- golf scholarship in Oregon. Oregon, yeah.
2: He's on his way to be PGA mm. golfer. And and the thing, you know, do you know what age he is? in 19 19 he's yeah. where he was
0: 30 I know he he's so he's so he's mature he's Yeah,
2: minded so his focus and that's yeah. and that's why uh, he'll make it you know he has it upstairs which is you know Yeah. you have to have that in order to, to the skill set will get you so far but you have to have something like even like there's other guys I'll give you an example um, Johnny May you know mm. one of the best winners in the world I'm very privileged to play with Johnny as well Johnny, Johnny's a lunatic you know mm. like he's an unbelievable crack He's a, uh, you know, like, again, when I came into that, got parachuted into that, Gloucester, some of the characters and personalities mm. in it, like Johnny was there, he's a young, younger guy. Yeah. He came in, and like, you, if you didn't know Johnny, you say, he's odd, you mm-hmm. know? Mm. Eccentric and the way he goes on, but he's super smart. Like, he'd be looking at John, like, he, he goes, he loved these, he claims he's a chicken inside him. You know, in a past life, he was a chicken, so he'd start making chicken noises and all this carry-on, you know, messing. But well, people are like this guy's mad in his head. But like mm. when he gets a reaction, he'd have to slowly look over at you. Mm. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, like, oh, yeah. There he knows know. exactly what he's doing. Yeah, but behind all that, he's one of the hardest working guys in the squad. Mm. Right. Rehab, prehab, in extras, extra weights, extra training, extra mm. speed sessions, extra video. Boom, boom, boom. Behind it all, um, he's mm. he, he has it upstairs. Mm. You know, and that's so important.
0: Knowing what you know now, would you've done anything different if you were if you were eighteen, nineteen again, and starting off in sub academy? Knowing what you know now, having come through the professional system, what?
2: Yeah, the the whole thing is I'd never change anything because you know I am, which is true. I am here doing this podcast with you now because how things worked out. Yeah. I, you know, who knows? There is a few things I suppose uh, an overhead, head. Uh, voice, head and young shoulders. One was, you know, get better representation, agent wise, mm-hmm. when I was younger. Definitely. Um be smarter. So
0: you came off the when you, you came off the back of the under twenties Grand Slam winning team? Yeah. And that was probably what put you put your name available that for bumped me up, definitely.
2: Yeah. And even at that, like I I I never felt that I was hitting my potential, yeah. Like even the Irish under twenties, you know, the think you know, to go through. I, I, I made every. There's only one team I didn't make trials for, which was Leicester Schools, uh, A. Yeah. Uh It was I think it was 16 or something. Like yeah. That. I was still playing 10 at the time, and that was you were playing 10. I was playing. I started at 10. Good and then I grew up. Mm. I got bigger and mm. got pushed out. Mm. But uh, like my skill set was so much better when I was younger. Yeah. Because I was 10, I was on the ball all, all the time. Like my kick. Like when I think about like chipping and chasing and carry on like skill set was so much better when I was younger and I was playing Gaelic as well at the mm. time which mm-hmm. complemented it so yeah. well um, and as you get moved out and especially on the wing it's a different position it's a different type of skill set mm. it's different things you do you're not doing it regularly and so on and so forth but like when I was under age then, I made every single team and I started every mm.
0: Through that Six Nations campaign. No,
2: but this is every underage. Every minister underage, every Irish underage, every uh, under-20s campaign. Mm. And I still felt I was never hitting my potential. I was never... Mm. Everyone is like that anyway. You always could have done better. But I really felt I was not playing up to my potential. And, And then you get into the academy and then you're up against the senior players. Yeah. And you're in Leinster then, and you're kind of like the senior Leinster backline is the whole British and Irish Lions backline. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. And it's kind of up in your game. And, and do you
1: feel like you hit your potential then?
2: Uh, I hit my potential in Leinster in my second year in the academy. Because he yeah. uh, said this is the focus thing. And this is, you know. So Were you, you in
0: Blackrock then?
2: I was, yeah, I was in Blackrock then, yeah. yeah. I uh, See, I was riddled with injuries as well. In Trinity, yeah. You in played yeah. very little rugby for Trinity. Very little. Yeah. Uh, and that comes down to the one size fits all training approach. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So do the
0: squat there, two hundred kilos. Yeah. And,
2: and, yeah. Uh, and I you know, hyperlodosis in my lower back. You know, one of the worst things you can do would cause massive emphasis on my hamstrings. Mm-hmm. My hamstrings were working more than they should have. There was like no glute activation, no lower abdominal strength, etc., etc. But um, but what I did, this comes down to the focus thing. I was like, right. I was I my goal. Out, and this is the thing in the under-20s We have made the Irish team the whole goal of that Irish under-20s thing was to make the
3: Leinster Academy mm.
2: and I did that and I think even at that I think I maybe I'm wrong but I think I just got into the skin of my teeth into mm. the academy and um, I didn't have a good year mm. in the first season I felt I didn't play very well um, I wasn't standing out the way I mm. should sure. And actually as it happened there's other factors as well at the end of that season um i i uh you know don't if anyone don't like gruesome thing i started pissing blood quite mm. badly yeah and i said like, What well, obviously that's a shock what's going on here and it turns out uh, i had to be go to hospitalizing imagine and uh, quite worried about that and it turned out i had a very very bad kidney infection yeah it's and doctor says you probably had this underlying for the last year. Yeah,
1: so it was wearing you down. It was wearing me. I was yeah. constantly
2: sick. Yeah, the first season, and I couldn't put on any weight. Do you know in your mm-hmm. academy, I was getting frustrated with that. We had the 19s World Cup as well. Uh, and oh, sorry, not the 19s World Cup. What am I saying? It was the the, the 20s, yeah, and that first academy. Flushed, got an antibiotic, flushed out of the system, and then I exploded in size. Yeah. Black, I went from ninety eight kg to one hundred
0: and three kegs. I Over remember, three, I think I remember when you came. It was in. I think we might play against you in Black Rock. Was Black it?
2: Rock. Oh God, Shane
0: has put on a lot of weight. <laughs> yeah. as in muscle weight, like pure muscle. You yeah,
2: were. Yeah, yeah, I was, and and that was off the back of that. And look, in hindsight, too much muscle, too fast. Yeah, because you know, that affecting my speed. And so it slows you down, yeah. Slows you down a bit yeah, and is adapting to that but what I did in the second season I said, right, I need to focus here. First year didn't go well and I'm balancing this with college as well. Mm. So you have the whole thing about I know if rugby doesn't work out I have to have something to fall back on but mm. I want to be a professional rugby player first and foremost. I don't want to be a product designer but that I know th- I need to have it so you are this juggling yeah. Yeah.
1: and dilutes the
2: vision that you are talking about earlier. It and distracts it and like you're going from training a half year aim for what was it? Seven in the morning for mm. academy, and then you have to rush to get to college at nine o'clock, and mm. you're in there. And it's an engineering degree, which is a nine to five, yeah. five days a week. very difficult degree to do.
0: Training and that evening. Yeah,
2: and mm. training that evening, and it dilutes everything. And so, what would you do different? Well, what I did do was I took a year out, mm. and for my second year at the academy, because if I don't do this, I'm done. Yeah. I took I a year out of, of university. 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 Yeah. And that was the best year I had in Leinster. My last year I was in Rock. Uh, my second year in Rock Where I mm. got Top choice score in the area League was mm. Smashing it off and, You know I did everything I needed to do To get the development mm. That goal So it was academy Contract development Contract senior mm. contract Yeah And I had done that I did everything I needed to do But unfortunately The era we were in Was the Michael Cheka era Yeah And he wasn't there to Blood the new players He was there to Change the culture And win with the players he had Yeah
0: and So it's like Shane Horgan
2: Yeah British Murray's Lions backline. Yeah, and and you look the players that came through the academy that year was maybe Lukey Fitz, Sean O'Brien Keane Healy, Ferg maybe even that wasn't really. Yeah, yeah. And he didn't really uh, blood, anyone. blood anyone. and anyone. Yeah. This is you know, looking back and get this is the representation. If I had been smarter, because I, I was at my position or I was hot in stocks. In the yeah mm. yeah. yeah. And even looking to England, there opportunity there. Listen again, it comes to my vo- my dream was to play for Manchester mm. And I, I think this is a thing that is a massive which which can take away from guys, Oh shit if I don't make it in Leinster I'll never make it there was this perception Oh like yeah, yeah, well.
0: yeah, yeah. Because but that's yeah. you're talking twenty two thousand eight, nine, ten. Yeah. When it was rugby wasn't what it is now. No then, that's ten years ago. You know, it was like if very few people were looking at it as a career. It was sort of Leinster was you know, when you were in the Leinster setup and you're playing your club rugby in Leinster, it was like it was you, know, you were operating in the professional system, so you have better insight, but you know, I even see it myself, you know, you, I don't think there was many people looking to broaden their horizons. Where else could we go? What else, if I want to, if I'm serious about this, what are my other options? A few people started to then, but.
2: It was the knowledge as well, people were ignorant of it, hmm. and and there was, there was that fear, it was kind of like, yeah, if I'm not good enough in Leinster, no one's gonna look at me else like it's the yeah. premiership in England is England it's massive and mm. it's over there and it's a different league and all that mm. kind of stuff and um, I didn't see this is the thing I didn't look I didn't get bargaining chips you mm. see and because I was in college the boys knew he's right, year three year years done of a four year contract he's a year to go I'd already said to them you know, this is you know Naivety. Naivety said, "Listen, I don't want to go. In. I have to finish my contract. I know how important it mm-hmm. is. I want to stay in Leinster, I want to stay in Leinster. Said, well, we have. Have him for. We have him. For him. him for yeah, London. yeah. He's not going anywhere. And I did get offered a got offered a senior contract that year to go to Connacht mm. for two years uh, for senior contract. So yeah, um, a step up. Was, which is a big step up, and the reason why I didn't take that was not because I'm mom, You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. don't want to go to it. It was because I have a year left in my degree. degree yeah and if I do leave there's not a chance to finish that degree mm-hmm. yeah. once you've, gone, and you've gone. gone you've gone you've yeah.
1: gone
2: and, and this is where the representation they never said that to Connacht at the time oh. and I wanted to arrange a meeting to let them know yeah. nothing to do with that and that was never set up for me and obviously they took it as a snub and that didn't go down well and this is where the politics stuff comes in and
0: but they didn't was Elwood still in yeah. Connacht hand he had coached you
2: in the under 20s setup so yeah yeah and that was what led to that and he was he was doing fair play to me like, he was a big fan of me mm. uh, but things like that change you know when he's like i am giving an opportunity here and he's, he's mm. trying to back my, and it wasn't that case at all mm. uh, and this is where in anything communication i
1: was gonna say so the big learning there which can be applied to everybody who's listening to the podcast and everything we're talking about is communication yeah
2: because it's yeah. so yeah. I was oh he said this he said no that's not the yeah. yeah, and and obviously the next season, then trying to follow on with such a, a great season. I was very disappointed I didn't get the development contract, I should have got it. And when you go into the third year of your academy, contracts never good. Mm. The whole thing is you have to, you know, if you don't get a development contract by the third year, there's they're kind of but they were again, there was loads of different things. On there and, and pre season, then the next season, I, uh, I got bruised bone in my knee last and I was out of Christmas. Yeah, half
0: a season half gone. Half season done.
2: Yeah. So everything you've done, pre-season. it's so precarious. It's forgotten it? about. It's forgotten about. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and then I was left.
1: You're only as good as your last deal, your this last it? try.
2: It's, and that's what, you know, in terms of business, that's what, you know, there's more options in business. Yeah. Mm. You know, if you lose a customer, you can find another customer. Quicker. we can't find another club as quickly uh, Yeah, yeah. And, and if so was the case of then uh, I was like shit I have no club now mm. and I want to be a professional rugby player and I want to play for Ireland and I want to be in Ireland and what's the opportunities Yeah. Connacht kind of wanted me and then Connacht kind of didn't want me
3: mm. <laughs>
2: after after the perceived and, snub
0: yeah. but then so then what did you I ended go,
2: up going to Connacht yeah you went back for, but from having offered a two year senior contract which was good money for me at that stage yeah. can imagine to a one year development
0: right and again, it was still Eric uh,
2: yeah it was still him and
0: um, so they but they knew they could do that they could get yeah, you for, for yeah. 10% of what they were
2: the art of negotiation you yeah. have your you'd lost, of all all the power, power. Yeah. lost all the power Yeah, uh, would lost all the power so i have learnt a lot from it's happened a few times and
0: just because of miscommunication yes the year previous yeah he
2: may listen I don't know he may have still taken as I I don't know what, but did
0: that's and what were there. you looking at other clubs or were you st- still stuck at the four provinces uh, and
2: I I was I had a guy again you see this comes down to the level of, the, the Asians at the time the Asians at the time and it's better now but they only dealt with Irish clubs yeah yeah no so they four options clubs, and then and if they had a contact in one of the clubs in England you were lucky yeah um, but actually uh, there was one at the time I think Ex- Exeter were interested in signing me that year and that was the year they went up I think okay which led to and, and this is decisions with you but it wasn't uh, it was what it was I went over there and you know again I did everything and this is one when you what helps, I suppose, is if you know you're good enough. I yep. knew it was good enough, but you do everything you can possibly do within your control. Mm. Like, say there was a coach there and he wasn't picking you, but you knew you weren't playing well. It kind of is like, well, you know. Yeah. But I knew I could. I did everything I could possibly do within my control. Mm. in that season, like I was playing Buccaneers, I was playing huge amount of that AAL that year like I was stepping into 10 kicking crossfield field kicks to, to win games like with was turf there was one game I set to his last minute of the game well,
0: Buccaneers won A then or oh, back won, then yeah just before they split the league Okay, one yeah, yeah so
2: um, like I'll never forget Buccaneers like we were playing against turf and we were losing by 4 points or something mm. like this uh, I think it was Jack Curty actually you know, just yeah. he was playing on the wing I think if I'm correct in saying that I was like, stepped in at 10 got off the line just pinged it fucking Johnny Sexton <laughs> right on top of him, like you know <laughs> he did a great te- take and like, jumped up and got it yeah, scored yeah. a try we win and I'm kind of going back to areas like what else can I possibly do, do here, yeah. even yeah. to get on the bench yeah so and that was a, what what it was and I was literally had
0: who fr- was there Fionn and who was who was
2: there Fionn uh Tiernan Halloran was there Yeah. the stage uh like I said it comes out the opportunity you have to be yeah. playing to show what you can yeah, do yeah, yeah. and any time I played the NBA games or a scoring try or whatever yeah. but then I was left with uh, a same situation I had been the year before no club no game time what am I going to do what are my options yeah. and having less options makes it easier for you actually in, in a way mm. so um, I got rid of the agent who was looking after me and I got another guy who so said listen help me do you have any access to anyone in England he says listen I'll see what I do I'll put yeah. some CV out there and you're, mm. you're scraping to get video footage of tr- playing well time, and, yeah. and, and again this thing as well like at the time the perception the, the guys the video analysis and people it's just oh you're wasting your time sending the highlights reel because you're only showing your best bits and they yeah. I kind of like and yeah and <laughs> I, but they're saying because there's so much more to and people say yeah but that's not a real player and then looking back, I look back and what are you talking about send out your fucking yeah. highlight reel that's what you know, yeah, yeah. Marketing 101. Yeah. And, uh,
1: that's a good takeaway as well, then. It's, you know, just because, and it comes back to what we were saying earlier again just because the industry is a certain way and because certain people are doing things a certain way doesn't mean that if you have a good idea it's the right way, or gut it's instinct right. yeah. or a different way of doing it, that you yeah. shouldn't do it. But
2: I think as well, I think that's another attitude as well. Yeah. I think he is putting in all his, you know, yeah. Yeah. which Mass- is stupid. Mass- when you think of it, which is
1: so silly. Yeah. He's got notions about
2: himself. Yeah, notions about himself. Put mm-hmm. together a highlight reel, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is, this has all changed again with social media oh, and YouTube and everything. I think the shame the time, or embarrassment oh, of Ireland. self promotion
0: yeah. is people are. Shame in Ireland. No, but people are not afraid to self promote anymore.
2: No, no, that's a big thing, you know? And so, anyway, sent this over and uh, I owe my career really. You know, I think about people giving you an opportunity mm. Mm. Um, to Andre Bester of Rotherham Titans. He just come in again, and Andre there was there was at the time there was two clubs looking at me both in the championship, uh, and one was a so-so fifty-fifty, mm. and then there was Andre, mm. and Andre, you know, made the time to ring me and really South African and go after me under this vista, you know, he liked African, p- Africanus. he
0: liked the big. 100 odd kilo in winger did he he, liked he
2: loved that Yeah, you know and he he rang me up and this is the thing about Andre you know one of the you know some people dispute his coaching methods maybe let's say <laughs> but he is one of the best eyes for talent I've ever come across I'm not just saying that <laughs> uh, he really year, she is. The, the year <laughs> but the reason I say that the year they talk about the round for rejects like you know yeah. he go out and say this guy bang 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 for whatever reason injuries overlooked, yeah. no opportunity whatever political political all this kind mm-hmm. of stuff and he said Shane I guarantee you you come to me in one year you will be playing in the Premier League
0: I guarantee it uh, where did you say, He was from um, he Italy was, was he? Yeah, he's, he's actually <laughs> in Italy The last five or six years
2: yeah. he's, he's an Italian, Italian He's football. Italian mafia boss yeah,
1: That's what he says Jane <laughs> so. I tell you yeah. You come to me <laughs> you,
2: but, uh, He's South African <laughs> South African And he was right When he was, yep. uh, was in the premiership mm. And Who, who and else did
0: he recruit Like so, sort of Renford rejects style?
2: Robin Copeland. I don't yeah. Ireland international. Um, you have Sean Dougal, I don't play for Munster. I'm
1: gonna stop you before yeah. this rolls into a rugby podcast because there's a lot of name dropping going on oh, in the last right, 30 yeah. minutes, right? Yeah. Which you two don't even realize, I don't think.
3: No,
1: I <laughs> <laughs> Um, Having a leader like that, right, who yeah. has that Believe. assurance in what he's telling you. Like, yeah. he, he can't know that you're gonna be in the premiership in a year. For sure, he doesn't have a crystal ball, he doesn't know but he believes it. What does that and do for that you? that
2: is massive for me. That's, I was right, just, just carrot and stick. And I was very much, if a coach believes in me, I would go above and beyond to exactly. deliver for that coach. Mm.
1: Yeah, it's not even about you at that stage, no, isn't it? It's about it's not,
2: them. It's about them. I, I have a loyalty to this guy. I need to repay him for he can give me the opportunity. I don't want to let him down. Mm. And then you give everything, and then you play better, and then you get more confidence. Because I said, and he he didn't do this. You see, there's two so there's, there's other guys who wouldn't have very good things to say about Andre, it Depends again. Mm. Play, I was lucky because he loved yep. me. Yeah. But he gave me freedom to express myself again. Yep. Mm. Whereas in, in Connor during the last you're kind of shit, I can't make a mistake here. Mm. Yeah. Or I'm gonna I'm going yeah. where he said, Listen, make a mistake doesn't matter. Yeah. You're my guy. Go out there and be yourself and play. Yeah. yeah. And that, once
0: you're playing without that pressure without that
2: pressure. Oh, you, can burn, creative, you can be creative, you can be confident. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. having that belief is huge. And he did that for, for a lot of those guys. And there was about uh, that team just without name dropping there was about six or seven lads after being completely written off, we playing hundred cup the next year. Yeah, which is yeah. a massive jump. Yeah, you know.
3: Mm.
1: And that's a learning again. Just to take it away from rugby and stuff, but that's a learning for everybody. Oh yeah. who's Either um, you know, an Managers. employee or a manager. Mm. You give people the space and the creativity to work to their ability, and they'll flourish.
0: If you're worried about making a mistake, you know that's yeah. You just go into your shell. You tighten up. Be it on a rugby pitch, be it in an office environment, be it whatever job you're doing, and it just it, it, it's not it your best everything. self. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: definitely. And, and that's any team like in Black Rock. Why I did so well? There was Emmy Farrell was a coach, mm. and Emmy was brilliant. Mm. He was one of those, and he was in Leinster. He was a video master. He was giving me the thing I wasn't really getting in Leinster from from the coaches and stuff, I was getting at rock and he saw what I could do. Mm. Mm. He was a believer and and, and in me. I was a very Marmite type player. People mm. thought I was brilliant or they thought I was shy. You mm. know, there, there wasn't really in between for me, I don't think. And if the coach was yeah, mm. you you have what it takes, you know, then I would always play. And he gave me the freedom to express myself and that's why I I ended up doing so well in Black Rock. Andre did it and then by pure chance, like uh, you know, because I played more rugby in that one year at Rodham than I did in four years in Ireland. Yeah. You know? And um, off the back of that, I got uh, a contract with Connacht and it was Brian Red... or not Connacht. bluster mm. And Brian Redpath actually signed me and he was sacked within a week. Mm. So uh, then Nigel Davies came in. My attitude didn't change. We kind of touched on this briefly earlier. Mm. And I said it didn't matter who the coach was. My attitude is going to be exactly the same. But... Uh, nice came in the same as Andre, different type style management most definitely, but person and personality wise, but he gave me the freedom mm. and believed in me and the better more I played the better I played and, and he, he knew he could rely on me and, and he knew I offered something different to the wingers that were there at the time. Like it was a very different type of um, uh, product, to, to, to mm. products to, mm. to, to to the guys uh, that were there, you know, so it uh and, and again that's why it's a while when I was yeah, in the yeah. and then the environment is your co-workers and your respect to your peers. If you get the respect to your peers, is massive, mm. and and that was a a, a tough thing in, in I suppose in uh, the last year when I was in Gloucester because there was a management change. Mm. Management was not the type of management that I appreciate what I brought to the table, I mm. don't know. and then a lot of new players that came in as well. Different hadn't co- seen what I had done before, and what I had put on the table, and you're trying to earn their respect at the same time mm. and gain their trust at the same time as management, but you're not playing in order to do that and then you're just holding tackle bags and they're mm. like,
1: who's your man, mm-hmm. you know? And that uh, happens in business as well. You uh, become the dead weight. Yeah.
0: yeah. but then And able. then you, all of a sudden you became yeah. even more of a oddball. You were the fella who was not necessarily getting selected, but you're the uh, this artist guy as well.
2: Oh, the amount of people get shocked by that is unbelievable. Uh, I know. Rugby player, yeah, uh, I, yeah. I know but
0: <laughs> I don't find it shocking at all and I always like the stuff that you're putting up but uh, you know I'd say in the rugby macho environment I like to did, put
1: other people in boxes yeah he's the jock he's the but rugby they, guy couldn't how possibly did, have did, the, you yeah. were
0: comfortable in your, you're always comfortable in yourself yeah. and you didn't you don't yeah. you do I, I you're I yourself love, but,
2: I love that like people think that I'm a meathead mm. mm. you know I, it, it's it's um, gives you a major advantage
0: in everything. Oh, and that we can say you can shock them with... Yeah, it's the same with business. People
2: think mm. you're stupid. Right? Mm. You know, and um, it gives you a major advantage. And who thinks
1: you're stupid? Who do you think thinks that?
2: I'm not just saying, I'm just using that example. If people, if you walk into a room, yeah. and the other person... They underestimate au- you. underestimate you, automatically think that.
0: Rugby f- f- fellas, yeah. And, yeah.
2: And, and the same goes like with the arts. Jeez, like, that's a, it's another string to your bow. Mm. And if people are shocked by something, and it's something
1: uh, I know what you mean. You Want people to be surprised by you. Yeah. Not yeah. everything is on the surface. Mm. Yeah,
2: that's it. Yeah, there's layers, like Shrek, like an onion. Exactly. No. Like an onion. <laughs> I suppose
0: that leads me on to another thing I wanted to talk to you about because rugby was such a big part of your life. It was your career for, from, you could say, since you were twelve. It was your main focus, your life's goal, and then all of a sudden, at say twenty eight, mm. it was over. Mm-hmm. and you it's like Shane Monaghan the rugby player Shane Monaghan the you know the pro, pro yeah, the, identity. Prof- the identity thing the mm-hmm. professional rugby player professional athlete you're the guy you're one of a select few people that we were all trying to get to you're one of the few that made it lived it were successful at it and then it was gone it was like whoa so you know even me as a, an amateur player it was like when I was finishing up I was like jeez now like everyone associated associate Connor and rugby, Connor and rugby, Shane and rugby. But okay, you had the art thing as well. Uh, I would like to consider think I have other interests outside of rugby as well at the same time. But you know, it still is a hard one to deal with. I would say you know mentally, it's like what are you then? But were you different, or how did you manage it? I had a few.
2: There's there's a few different answers
0: to this one. Um, you jump straight into the MMA thing was that a dis- to distract yourself no or it, wasn't,
2: was- it wasn't I never had that crisis of identity mm. thing ever um, I I, said I always had I suppose lots of different interests like when I was growing mm. up like I, I, was, I was a very good gaitly player I mm. was you know it was always a balance between like I played me minor I was selected for the second year of me minor a year younger and I had to focus on rugby then under 18 instead of that mm. like I could have gone that route as well and um,
1: for any British listeners, that's the Minor who are in county, county in Ireland. County in Ireland county a G-
0: G- Gaelic
2: football. Gaelic football football. Our, our national yeah. sport. Um, and you know, there was that side of it. I, lo- I was like the art there, uh, you mm. know, like the army thing I was potentially doing, I had interest in history and all this kind of stuff. And uh, like with the with the rugby, you see I had I had uh, a thing that you know a few people not many people know about it I don't know whether I told you before I had a thing um like I've had a lot of people the pieces. of that I my career was almost over about
0: two or three times mm. so I kind
2: of went through that kind of shit what happens next yeah but I don't say shit what because I never lost faith because yeah. I never mm-hmm. said I'm not going to make it yeah, ever yeah. I said and they're not fucking telling me i'm not playing yeah mm. you know i was actually told once i was a certain division you're not good enough to play professional rugby and then i was playing in premiership within a year yeah mm. but that's what you know and that drives people on that's very important sometimes mm. it's how you deal with that bad news. my one is like i get fucking pissed off and i'm like fuck you sorry mm. my mm. language but <laughs> i'm gonna do it mm. that's the mm. motivator that's the motivator a lot as well so there's two that's that's a stick mm. that's the stick motivator there mm. Um, when you're outside but when you're in then the carrot is better Yeah. Mm. you know it's yeah. what time and place place can motivate you
1: that identity piece as well right so just a, not a dichotomy but something that you've said the whole way through and in our previous podcast is about having that kind of singular vision you know yeah. having something that you're working towards and you're very pure and you're following it but a buffer for that is having lots of different interests as well
0: mm. So putting all your eggs into one basket and then that egg is gone yeah
1: but no it's not the same thing so you know you can be working towards trying to play for ireland okay and all of your you know time and attention dedication can be going to that but you still have other aspects of your life which you're maintaining so whether that be the art like you were saying or the army or your family that helps should the vision not happen or not work out you have that buffer there of other things that you identify with as well. It's not just the singular vision. But does
0: that not then contradict with your quote in this having... The but
1: you're still working towards something, but you've got other aspects that are important to you as well. So yes, your vision is all-consuming in that regard, but you've got other facets to your life as well.
2: Yeah, and I, I suppose it's... Like in my career in rugby, like a I needed to turn off at times. I wasn't. I won't say I was obsessed. Yeah. But rugby definitely not. Yeah. Um. In terms of when I went home, I didn't watch rugby. Uh, all the matches from all the some. Lads and do. The exact. I s- know, and the exact I, same. Like, don't understand that. Like, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I love playing. Rugby.
0: Same. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You
2: know. And uh, the other stuff, and uh, that's why. You're not an
0: anorak around. It, Stats and you who's know. playing with who and but what's some going.
2: What games I'd be playing against Lads? I wouldn't even know their names. Yeah, you know what I mean, which is a terrible thing to say. Uh, you know, um, sometimes they come off the bench, like, Fuck, actually, <laughs> he's a good player. <laughs> then you get to know them, and I, I, I actually prefer playing against Lads. No, yeah. friendship wise, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, so like in terms of the identity thing and the the, the crisis of transitioning over, and I, I had a quite a stark thing happen to me in my second pre-season in Gloucester so I had that breakthrough season which was best season rugby ever had really at the highest level that's when I had a moment I'll never forget it in the car when you're just in in pure bliss yeah I've been working my whole life to get to this moment and here I am and here I am yeah you know that you know sit back and I was driving out literally I got selected to play against Bath Mm. In, the, in the Gloucester Bath Derby, which in the Premiership, which you know it's the Leinster Munster equivalent, and yeah. a massive game. And I was just driving out in the car and said, Here, this is it. This is this,
1: it. Is this. yeah. This is class,
2: yeah. Mm. And I was very lucky to have that moment, yeah. So people never get that, no. But then following up and then I got a two year, I was in on a one year, um that's money, I was crap money in terms of what you, you can get in r- rugby, but. Uh, biggest money i'd ever been on um uh, one year opportunity at the highest level i'm gonna take it with both hands and i did and i got a two-year contract extension off the back of that mm-hmm. first time I, it's the only season i ever had a two-year contract Yep. Yeah. and the pressure that takes off you mm-hmm. is unbelievable because when you're on a one-year contract come christmas you're kind of
0: six yeah. months yeah. left yeah, and, you're yeah, thinking and not next. even yeah yeah, yeah. i yeah.
2: had that all the time so to have that was absolutely huge for me as well so I was going off the back, and I was on reserve for the Irish tour that year as well. Okay. And which was huge cool, for me. Yeah. That was when Massive. Eddie left and it was Les Kiss was in, just before mm. Joe came in. Mm. And uh, so I said, I know I'm good enough, there you go, I have it. Uh, Here's my uh, reel. And, and Munster wanted mm. to sign me, mm. So i have gone from getting let go from, at the time, worst team in Europe, mm. to being on reserve for the Irish Tour and getting offered a two year contract of big money to possibly one of the best teams in Europe mm. how quickly things can change you know and I backed myself this time I backed myself I said right I know if I do not accept this Munster thing, I'm not going to play for Ireland because a yep. Yeah, yeah. home but I said again I've had an unbelievable season here I love this team I love the culture I love everything about it and I'd loyalty to Nigel Davies as well because he gave me the opportunity which no one else yeah. was doing yeah. um, and I said I'm just going to back myself like I always have two years here keep doing what I'm doing and I'll go back to Ireland eventually potentially mm. what happens. and as well the opportunity outside the sport as well which is mm. always in the corner of my Network. Who you were exposed to completely it's different level, you know. And and um, so I had that and then in the preseason, um we had a fantastic year that year as well, Gloucester. And this was this applies to business as well. Um I what I've taken out of Ruby is a, a happy team is better than a hard working team. If you understand mm-hmm. what I mean by that. Because if you're happy you're gonna work hard and if you that's the current stick thing as well. Absolutely. Mm. Um, and and it comes
1: back to having a leader that you comes back to having a leader that you want to work for
2: yes you know exactly and you're comfortable in it's something bigger than yourself that's okay. it and like Glo- Gloucester at the time have like, <coughs> a very bad time with Brian leaving and Mike mm. coming in and it was all over the place yeah. they're expected to be a top 4 team and we finished uh, fifth, actually, we should have finished top four really that year, but we qualified for the Cup again, which is massive. So mm. we were on a high. Mm. First season, new coach, new squad, blah blah blah. So next year it was going to be a big one, you know. And for me personally as well. And then uh, we, the only games we had lost by a point or two were our away games. Okay. And like our home record was really really good, and we kind of like long journey. Mm. So at the time they decided right, mentally we're a bit weak on the long journeys. We need to work on that. So. How, how do you do that?
0: going more long trips
2: (laughs) that's exactly what we did in pre-season but at the end of the trip was uh, training sessions with the SAS. oh god right
0: at the end of training sessions
2: no at the end of those long bus journeys
0: oh so you get off of the bus uh, it was
2: called called front up Friday you didn't know where you were going the first one we didn't even know was going to be with them we arrived at like four in the morning at King's Home and on the bus and then you arrive and you're like Jesus Christ we're in a military barracks what's going on here <laughs> <laughs> and long story short I won't go into it too much detail uh, the second front up Friday uh, we were training with the paratroopers uh, up in Yorkshire after a five hour or whatever the journey was yeah. and hottest day of the year I he got heat stroke oh gosh, almost died I was very lucky he didn't die he was up to 42 degrees uh, body temp and organ failure and brain damage at 40 at uh, 43 you're done uh, and cool. because I was on a military base and you're talking about medics who were dealing in Afghanistan and SES Special Forces that's the only reason why I didn't die really and she said no idea yeah so that, that had a big effect psychologically on me I didn't even realise until long I like PTSD after that or 100% uh, I didn't realise at the time yeah. but did
0: you just yeah. you probably thought you were sick or did you know that
2: no I didn't realise how serious it was at the time uh, you see it was quite traumatic because I I collapsed around but I woke up In in the, the, the barracks hospital And it was a case of I woke up on The most excruciating pain you can imagine You know what a cramp is like yeah. a, a, a simultaneous full body cramp Of your whole body And I was hallucinating I didn't know who I was Where I was or even what I was I was just it's like a, I've never done LSD but a bad trip I'm sure <laughs> this is what it is and uh, i was in and out of uh, lucidity and yeah um, uh, yeah, it was horrible Uh, then it was a case then i came around and i realized right i'm here what happened and the nurses and the doctors the room was full of them and Mm. uh, kind of like uh, oh listen shane you need to relax your heart rate is going through the roof you need to get your body temperature down blah 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 uh, what's going on we need to get your temp down you need to relax. so then i was kind of like right Need to relax, and my heart rate. this is shit. Something wrong here. If I relax, my heart's going to stop. I'm going to die. So I had. I could feel myself dying. I literally could it's feel mental. myself dying. And you go through all that stuff about you see in the movies about thinking about your mother and your family and all this kind of stuff. Well, I went through all that kind of stuff in the process, and it's mad. You don't even think about yourself. You're kind of thinking about everybody them. else. Mm. Yeah. You know how are they going to be? And I had all this kind of stuff, and then God, then I came back and calmed down, got the heat. Uh, the body down and everything was okay, and then I was transferred from the barracks to the civilian hospital, and God love him, Nigel Davies was in the in the in the hot uh, the, the ambulance with me on the way, and I started hallucinating again. Coach uh, on on mm. the thing over, and um, I remember at the time obviously I did, but I remember like it was yesterday exactly what happened, and it was horrible. It was like it was in purgatory and hell and stuff like this. Kind of um, have you seen that haunted? Movie that was on Netflix, no. the House. So not even listen. There's a thing where ch- this girl is, she's caught in this perpetual loop of dying and coming back to life thing, God. and that's what it was. Horrible situation, and, and I think it was worse for Nigel than it was for me at the time because you know he didn't, want yeah, he yeah. <laughs> die in the back of the ambulance.
1: Oh gosh.
2: And anyway, I had that, and I was back. It was preseason. I was back playing a preseason game against Toulon in the south of France. Heart. Three weeks later. And off the back of that, uh, I dislocated my shoulder. Um, that much? Yeah, and I dislocated Not out of impact. It was literally a high ball. Chasing. Yeah. Grabbed the guy and bare hug. Threw him on the ground. I was standing and threw him in the ground. As I threw him, my shoulder just fell out. Because my nervous system was so damaged from stress from, yeah. from this that the nerves didn't activate the muscles didn't act. I mean, it just fell out of my shoulder and uh, that was one of again a you know, positive ever negative one of the best and worst times of my career because you're in Toulon may as well have been a high cup final the atmosphere at the flags and everything yeah. like that and i was on the first side of the dugout and i got up and the doctor popped it back in and we walked around the edge of the stadium and it was like gladiators and everyone yeah. up and gave me a standing ovation I was going, kind of like, "Dude, I'm in incredible pain, but this is absolutely amazing, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah.
1: Try and, and enjoy this. Yeah, <laughs>
2: and then I was, I was in the stadium underneath and it was a sense of relief, is what I had, which is the one of the, because... You weren't dead? It was a sense that I can relax. Okay, I can give
1: myself time to yeah. heal.
2: I can give my hands, which is a mad thing, to when mm-hmm. you think about it, but uh, again, looking back, that probably saved my life. That my shoulder fell out. Yeah. Because I would have dropped dead. I say, at the pace of the training with the way my nervous system was. Yeah. And that was actually that week that uh, we heard about you. I don't know, people in England would, would know or have heard the Territorial Army lads who died uh, at stroke train with the SAS. Um, and that happened a week after my thing happened When we were, or two weeks when we were in Toulon or uh, we were in Nice uh, not Nice uh, team and I heard that. When I heard that, it kind of hit home how serious yeah. what happened to me was. And I thought, oh, and that was the beginning of the whole fucking hell, how lucky I was. And, and then all that stuff, and that crept in then. So then. Yeah, but that that mental stuff didn't, because I, I was focused on, right, I need to get back from this injury. Mm. And then I need to get back on the team. And mm. I'm still surrounded by very good people, supportive mm. people, and all that kind of stuff and that support network I had, and then the third season, it was terrible for Nigel, and a lot of the lads got left, or the whole whole coaching staff got sacked. Mm. Everyone, because I'm going from, you talk about earning, earning your stripes, and credibility and respect mm. from your teammates, like they, <laughs> And then they're all gone. They're all gone. Mm. And you're starting from scratch, and so no one knows about that, I heard, what's that mean? Mm. And I had lost, I lost the support network I had, I had lost, um, the stripes were ripped off my shoulders, and you're starting from scratch after going through that and it means nothing. And you're there with
0: your easel and your palette knife.
2: Yeah, and that's what you're left with. And that's when I kind of went through the difficult period mentally. And that was yeah. the, the tough year I had was when I was still in rugby. Yeah. And I went down there and came up out the other end while I was still in. Yeah, rugby. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, that's why. So leaving there. it ultimately wasn't nearly as bad as no, what has already happened. Because
2: what happened was like, when I, was, I got no rugby that year, God, it would be especially to start of the season and my stock even in the league got a very very good reputation in the league you know, yeah. the top 4 or 5 clubs are very interested in signing me and then you don't play out of sight out of mind your stock drops and people ask questions why well, isn't he playing mm. It must be difficult he's not injured ok well what's he doing wrong now mm. and so on this yeah. is the thing and that's
1: the process whereby you checked out as you said and
2: this is it yeah. Well, I, I hadn't checked out at that stage yet I said this is the characteristic like, fuck him if he's not going to do the same but it's yeah. harder yeah And then uh, I got an opportunity (laughs) and one of the few games I played was on the bench in France. Ironically enough in France again. Came off the bench five minutes from the end of the first half. And this is again a game of inches. I was on the wing. I won't name names but a guy passed me a ball and said if he had literally just hit me with the pass, try Threw the ball over my head onto the ground. Went there, winger jumped on it. Went to rook their 130 kg Islander number 8 came in hit me in the shoulder dislocated my shoulder oh again god so I was kind of and they couldn't pop it in because they thought I broke the arm so I'm sitting in the back of an ambulance with no painkillers they have paracetamol, with my shoulder out of my socket again after going through yeah. surgery and oh. come, the Think about going through surgery it's like bodybuilders you know, the body changes mm. you literally go to a civilian you lose all your bulk all your mass then you come back up again yeah and then Going through all that again, and I was in the back of the ambulance. That's the moment where that iron will I had to be a professional rugby player went. I go, someone's trying to tell me something. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And that's really. And maybe the I should <laughs> listen. Yeah. As,
0: so you don't miss it.
2: I do. I miss. I miss the lads uh, in terms of the group, but that group isn't there anymore. Yeah. So that me see. But I miss playing. Mm. I don't miss the grinds, the Monday. Yeah, Friday. yeah. Um, like I did, I haven't really, I only, this is the first year I really watched the Six Nations in any consistency, because it's still difficult. All those lads are still playing, playing mm. them, and I know, mm. uh, well up until probably what, 31 now, but even 28, the first year or two after. It's I, too soon. Like, I, I was kind of like, I could still be doing that. Yeah. Physically. And mm. even mentally, like, I could do that if I wanted to. Mm. Uh, but the opportunity to do it was gone. Yeah. So um, there was that, uh, which, is, which is difficult. And sometimes you still, you know, you're, sure you're just saying you daydream or whatever, yeah. you're watching a game, and or oh, you dream
0: sometimes and that kind of stuff. So because yeah, I actually, well, I finished up about five years ago when I was playing, trying to play proper club rugby or serious club rugby, but then I just, yeah, had enough of it. Didn't, you know, wasn't particularly enjoying it. wasn't giving it my all. So I was like, ah, give it a rest. And then got a text out of the blue the year this round. Well, it was two years ago now wasn't it, yeah, summer of 2017, when the lads in Mary's said, oh, Connor, a few of the older guys getting back, uh, making a team, J3s, uh, which is like the fourths, and it's like, just training on a Wednesday night, if you can make it, matches on a Friday evening. And I was like, perfect. It's like zero commitment, but you get the enjoyment of playing and uh, with guys who had played decent rugby in the past. It's not like beginners rugby starting from scratch. And, like, we had Logie, Brian McGovern, uh, loads of the lads, I and mean, we had a great season. And just this team that was thrown together of lads who just wanted to play a bit of rugby, and really enjoyed it, you know. And you do, mi- I do miss playing, but, again, I couldn't commit to it in any yeah. sort of way. I couldn't, yeah.
2: It's kind of like, I've been asked to play a few things here and there, and I can It's a very difficult sport when you're at that level. mm Especially in rugby soccer, side, if you go down, you can play a good standard. Mm. As I said, the, the physical toll it takes you going through what I've gone through, and you know, that's sort the of thing is at that J3, you can still snap mm. your leg, mm. right? And that is a thing as well. It's kind of like mm-hmm. it's one thing when you're doing professionally getting paid and you have the best of the best mm. to sort of help you recover and yeah. all that stuff, but if you go down in the muddy Saturday afternoon, you know, enjoying that, and then you, you snap your ACL, yeah. you're kind of like ah. Oh, now is, is it worth this uh, Yeah, this, this is the, unfortunately that's the sport we're in in regards yeah. to that, and, and and then I said this, you know the 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 thing. My whole career was I was driving for that goal of mm. higher, mm. and uh, I know maybe I'm over exaggerating in terms of you. I was going down playing a game of tip or something mm. different, but like. Was always, if you commit to something, it's committing to be the best, yeah, yeah. at the highest level, and that's not there anymore, as well. Mm-hmm. Which is, which is, uh, which but is, I don't know,
0: is that an, an ego thing, as well, you know, you know, because it's,
2: it's, it's well, ego's always there, it, but it's not even ego, it's that was my goal, that was my life, yeah, that was, that was the only
1: way you knew how to do it. That was the only
2: way you knew how to do that's it, it. it was, yeah, yeah, and and um. Yeah, and he says the commitment thing. Even Gaelic lads want me to play the game I'd love to play a bit of Gaelic. No mm. pressure, on that. But again, I don't want to commit to a team. And then you, yeah. And then you don't show up, yeah. or you can't. Well, especially now with your schedule. Yeah, right? mm.
1: this, is, this is it. You know, we're uh, pointing at a at st- a suitcase a the suitcase in the room. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> but Betty, you, sure, you might have a bit of the story around identity because prior to her now career as a uh, corporate sales technology salesperson, you were a Yoga, yoga teacher, teacher. yeah but and, and you were living and breathing the yoga teacher lifestyle The sorry no you're fine. No, right you're, fine, you're fine no sorry. you're fine you're, you're fine you're living and breathing the yoga lifestyle between teaching blogging I don't know podcasting you did a podcast yeah. I remember at the time you yeah. were developing
1: big, courses developing developing doing cours- workshops yeah. building studios that was you you
0: were it was like Beth equals yoga mm. and then all of a sudden it wasn't Beth equals yoga.
1: No, I, I keep moving, up. I, I'm too far away from the mic. Um, so
0: how did you deal, go from Beth?
1: But my yoga identity teacher? crisis was different. So I put all my eggs in one basket all the time. And mm. that's why I was finding what you were saying interesting. So I tend to get an idea and then I just throw everything at it. 110, 120, 130%. And I have to be successful and I have to achieve and everything else falls by the wayside. Which it works.
0: The, it's a, it's, it
1: works. Oh, it's a proven formula. I mean, you put... Focus. Exactly. Mm. Focus, time, attention, resource, money, mm. help from friends. You put that in, you'll get a reward. The question is, is the reward going to fulfill you? Is it actually what you want in the long term? Is it sustainable? Does it actually give you joy? And with yoga, it does on a personal level, but it didn't at a commercial level yeah. or at a successful level from... An external point of view. Um, your question was around identity.
0: Mm. Yeah. You were like everyone, like people still. Oh, is Beth doing the yoga. It's like no, Beth hasn't done the yoga in no, and that four question years.
1: drives me bananas. Yeah, <laughs> bananas because I only did it professionally and a, from a commercial point of view for about a year and a half, two, two years. years yeah. But people tied me up with it so absolutely
2: because it's, well, the thing is, it's very different. Mm. Mm. You know, like if you hadn't been an accountant for a year, yeah. kind of
1: like <laughs> it's so funny you should say it because I was. Oh,
2: well, cool. the, the people <laughs> come up and say she's still doing the and she? No, she was it no. before. Now,
1: <laughs> now no, I was a trainee accountant and a terrible one at that. So yeah. you know,
0: you were in PWC. You were yeah, but sure.
1: From the minute I walked in the door, I went, "This is wrong.
0: This is <laughs> all wrong.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 what am I doing here?"
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, do you have, have you, then is that. Has that change of identity been an issue for you?
1: Yeah, it was, definitely. But it wasn't, for me, it was, I walked away from something that I had put so much work into. And I think that's where the crisis and identity came. It wasn't actually the external thing of the yoga piece. It was a pattern. It was the acknowledgement of a pattern in my behavior that I realized I had to change Mm. because throwing so much at something and... But it worked.
0: You were booked out every week. You had full classes. You had people saying put on more classes. Yeah, but it
1: worked. But like that's when you have to ask, well, what does it working mean to you? Mm. What satisfaction and joy and contentment and quality of life does it actually provide you with? So yes, success at what cost? And that for me wasn't right. And now I'm in a job where... I probably give as much time, attention, and effort to, but I get so much back. Mm. I get security, I get great team, I get to travel, I get remunerated really well. I get to change jobs on a regular basis. I've been with my company for five years. This is my third job, going into my fourth next year.
0: Next month. Next
1: month, which means that I get, I need constant challenge. Mm. Once I can do something, bang, next, onto the, I need to keep going. The place I'm in now lets me do that and yet it's not the sole signifier of my identity mm-hmm. it's my job I love it but I've got lots of other things going on in my life to support me should it not work or if I change my mind
0: and become an accountant again never <laughs> <laughs>
1: never <laughs>
2: and that's, that's just very I think important about the identity thing and the world is having a crisis right now I think this identity carry on is they're more concerned about other people putting their identity on for them you know, like, your your care what other people think rather than yourself. Like, mm. and this is, uh, you know, the biggest cause of mental health is insecurity.
1: Completely.
2: You know, you know, oh, you know, I have to be this because everyone else says I have to be, or this and that. It's just saying, like, be confident in, in your own skin, your own ability, which isn't easy. Like, mm. I don't want to say I'm lucky I've like, I am where I am because it's just, I've had some brilliant experience, people around me and all that mm. kind of thing. But it comes down to the goal thing as well, because I had,
0: Clear goals. I
2: had the goal, and I had the lemur thing prepared before I finished rugby. Really. Mm. You know. Yeah, so you were moving on. It's
1: funny that you said that there. So the biggest, well, we can't, we don't know for sure, right? No, so we're speaking don't. from our experience. From our experience. Yeah. yeah, insecurity and the other piece I would say, and I mentioned it earlier, is shame. I think those are the two big things that drive mm. poor mental health, right? Not ill mental health, poor mental health, and bringing it back to lemur, I think you know so talking therapy is the best therapy for a reason and having a tool I'm not trying to just plug it here but having a tool that lets you share from an authentic place which is talking is brilliant
0: i well, sure so you have a guy who's using lemur to pretty much talk about this uh, Anthony Donegan
2: oh yeah Anthony he's doing great and that's He's, you talk about you think you have problems until you hear about other problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, puts it in perspective, yeah, right? No, yeah. He's a fantastic guy, yeah, and he's a relationship I built up off the back mm. of Lemur. Um Like he's, you talk about real mental health. His brother, he speaks about very openly. He's a schizophrenic, and mm. the dealing with that his whole life. He comes from a, a, I suppose a broken home. His original father left when they were kids, and he never did meet until he was twenty five when he met him, that caused massive mental yeah. issues for him growing yeah. up insecurity anxiety all this carry on and um, and how he didn't have an identity didn't know what he was or who he was yeah. or anything like this and he joined the army he was in the army and then he hated the army and and the one thing that he always said that he wanted to do is like uh, communicate to people to help with mental well-being, mm. uh, and was something he was loved and enjoyed, it was a passion, and it's only now, he's actually a fair play to him, like he's, he's mortgaged, his kids, he's this, and he's left the army to do this, you know? And he's gone back to college, and all this yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah.
3: And,
1: and that's that passion, right? Passion. passion, that's a vision, it's a purpose, and yes, it's all-consuming in a healthy way because it's driving him from a place that's gonna give him joy, make him feel good, make him feel whole as opposed to having a vision just for the relentless pursuit of success. Yeah. That's the difference.
2: Mm, yeah, definitely. And it's what comes from that as well, as you said, like with, with Lemur, it's loads of things. But, you know, let's said, The financial is a huge part of, I don't, it's like rugby. Again, from my own experience, I didn't play rugby to make money. Mm. I did it because I loved it and I want to be successful in that field yeah. and with success comes the money. Yeah, And it's the same approach I'm taking with Lemur. I know when Lemur's a success, money's going to follow. Exactly. Mm. You
1: build a base, you it's, build the consumers and yeah. the content creators, build a product that they love, they're excited about, that they want to share, that they want to use, and the rest will come. Yeah. Mm. And
2: then what, what money is, money doesn't bring you happiness. I said, no, but it brings you freedom. Yeah. Yeah. To be happy to be, yeah. Happy. Well, I don't. Wonder if my mum, no. people want to be happy, that's the wrong word to use. Well,
1: my mum always said, You can be as happy with the rich man as you can be with the poor man, so you may as well choose a rich one,
2: <laughs> yeah. <so> I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, he doesn't make you happy, yeah, but I'd yeah. rather cry in a Ferrari, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> but no, my mum, she says, Don't be happy, she says, be content, yeah, yeah, and that's very true, you know, because happiness is fleeting, happiness
1: so, is fleeting, exactly, because that
2: bit in the car, yeah, I was exactly, about was. 30 seconds yeah you know? contentment, yeah. contentment. Yeah. pure yeah. contentment yeah. do
1: you know what I thought when you said that I thought at least you have the capability to sit back and acknowledge it and bask in it and say oh yes so many people just let that fly by they wouldn't even take the time yeah
2: you have to consciously. people always say yeah. like, it's come mm. and gone you know when you're coming up mm. enjoy it while it lasts all mm. this kind of stuff and, uh, there's another situation with that my second season I think it was last I didn't realise at the time it was going to be my last ever time playing in the premiership yeah and playing with the senior time senior team in Kingsham was uh, we had London Irish score a hat trick, man the match performance, beautiful sunny day, going around the cloud ovation and all this going around and I just mm. was like this is class. Mm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And don't was, forget this. That was the last time I've got to do it. You know? Great. Mm. Yes, yeah, so you never know when what, the last time, what, what time when last time is gonna yeah. be the last time is gonna be, So yeah, um, you can't live like that either, you know. At
0: the same time, you're saying. Oh, don't be. Yeah, you can't so say that, that. I've reached my. Yeah,
2: I've reached
1: my. Deserves. No, but it's different. It's not I've reached my pinnacle. It's that I'm gonna soak this up, yeah. even if it's thirty seconds. Yeah. You but know? there's some
2: of, that, some of those happen, and you soak it up, and you don't even realize you're soaking up. Again, coming back to the rugby sorry uh, but like the first time that seventh turn, I was telling you about. Uh, first time ever playing in Kingsholm, mm-hmm. and the atmosphere absolutely unbelievable. shed Summer evening times, you know that hot. Mm. Oh, I love that time of year. Yeah. The flood on. Everything feels better that time of year yeah, as well. Oh, yeah. Fast and like you're in Premiership kit and all, and really, really feeling good, fit, healthy, and w- the great thing about the shed is you do your warm up, or oh, by Home, you do your warm up, and then you do a lap of the field and you run by the shed, and the gl- shed is the is
0: when they stands. Ah, yeah, oh, okay.
2: The shed has a cluster of Gloster fans. Cluster. Like, cluster. Mm. Gl- and there's your stomach, it's like, do you know when you stand beside a woofer, a subwoofer, you can feel it? Mm-hmm. That, that's what it's like. And myself and Hughie Edmonds, it was his first time playing there. And Hughie played for Australia numerous times, Hooker and stuff like that. He was like, we were so excited. We just looked at each other and says, do you, experience, you get that, mate? Do you, yeah, yeah. It, that was just unbelievable. We were like, "Where?" And he played international, and he's yeah. like never experienced anything like that before. Those kind of moments are mm. things that just stick in your mind. Mm. Uh, that kind of experience, and it's a different thing. You'll never get that. I know I won't get that in business, but it's a different type. Like, like even I want to hide now. Last weekend, there was a few good phone calls. A few things like ahead of this meeting tomorrow, I have a few of our investors. Some big shots gonna be at this, and because um, they're getting really confident mm-hmm. and there's a momentum build and all yeah. that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. So that, that's, that's, it's
1: a different kind of. Yeah. But you know what it, the difference is in business? These small wins feed your confidence step by step. So you're going to go into this meeting tomorrow now more confident than you were this time last year. Even no, more, yeah, so, so than you were this time last month.
2: You know, I'm just going to bring in a big um, old what you call the, the the boombox. Boombox. Yeah. And play the podcast.
1: Yeah. Everybody, take a seat. Yeah, take a seat. Yeah, yeah.
0: You so might yeah. be here for a while, but. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Speaking of, we should probably wrap it up.
0: I think it's a good a good, good point, point to wrap it to wrap up. It up. Yeah. 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 A lot of uh, good pieces in that, and
2: yeah. you
0: know, got into the the inner workings of. Shane Monaghan certainly yeah. and Beth well, Casey
1: yeah. yeah I know I'm right at the end I'm going to download Lemur this evening yeah no oh, I'm going to go for it I'm excited yeah
2: and keep, in, keep in touch with your social audio yeah you know build, yeah. up, build up your following and uh, interesting to see what you come out with and as you say where will we be this time next year
0: yeah that's the, I just that's the exciting part it's like we don't know the applications of this platform or the, the data that you're gathering you know, because no one's doing it. Yeah, yeah. whats up, maybe, through voice notes.
2: Yeah, again, and again, it's, it's, the, it's the user experience is slightly different mm. as well, you know, mm. um, yeah. in terms of, it's just direct, close group. communication. I you have to have the phone numbers so as well. Yeah. No, it's slightly different. But True. Yeah. It's, um, oh, yeah, good yeah, point. And, and, and the thing is, you just, again, you look at the size of the market, mm. you know, and getting corner and a percentage of that and where mm. that cause Obviously, I want to take over the whole... Being greedy, you know. Mm. Uh, but um, yeah, it's 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 the potential is what's so exciting about it. You know where you can mm. go with it. And, as you said, Monocorp, like OCB and Ro- o- OCP and Robocop. And a <laughs> and RoboCop. That, that's ah. another. That's
0: favorite movie. That.
2: <laughs> so yeah. I
0: know there's a guy who works for SAP, Niall Salmon, and he is a movie buff. He's Terminator, Robocop. Ah, uh, so I like him already. Predator. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor. Did yeah.
1: Sarah, yeah. yeah.
0: True Lies. Amazing. Yeah, and yeah. he loves that.
2: Yeah.
0: Well then there you go.
1: So last time, guys. L I M O R.
2: L I M O R. Yeah. Lemur. Join, join the conspiracy. I well, actually, that we finish that actually. Um, if you don't mind, the the one of our headlines is that Lemur joined
0: the conspiracy. It's Conspiracy. And uh, I say it. I throw it out there. The conspiracy. You don't know what it means. I, I have an to idea. overthrow
1: the normal forms of social media?
2: It, it could be that. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a lot simpler than that actually. Go for it. It's another, um, so, created lemur. Uh, lemur is an animal as you know. I'm creating a new platform, new community. Yeah. Group of people. Yeah. And I said, well I'm creating this group of people. What are we going to call it? And I go, well it's called lemur. What's a group of lemurs in the wild known as? They're not.
0: A conspiracy, a conspiracy of.
2: Conspiracy of lemurs,
0: yeah. Brilliant. So there
2: you go. I was like, oh, hallelujah, Marky, yeah, you brilliant. <laughs> uh, but it plays. Lots of different Join times. the it's conspiracy. Like Join the conspiracy. Brilliant. Because I thought it was, a,
0: I thought it was a conspiracy against the status quo. Maybe it is.
1: Mm. Yeah, a double entendre. <laughs> well. Great. Thank, thank you so thanks, much. Thanks, brilliant. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.